0: Welcome next to Texas Church Family Online to our Christmas time celebration. Over the course of this Christmas season, we'll be doing all sorts of different things that you'll be getting to follow along with whether it's our Christmas program or our individual messages. Whatever it is, I really encourage you to come and be a part of the live event. But if you can't as you are today, I encourage you to Enjoy the message. Reach out to us if you have any questions, whether it's nexuschurchmn.com, our website, where you can find all the information, our phone numbers, our ways to get a hold of us on Facebook, or you can just click on nexuschurchmn at gmail.com, and you can send us an email that way. However it is, I hope that you enjoy today's message in this wonderful time of year. Well, here we are, Nexus Church family, to the kickoff, the beginning of what some call the most wonderful time of the year where Jesus brings peace on earth. Now maybe it's just me in my years of being in the food industry and the grocery business and and hearing the Christmas songs for over a month long and all the busyness and all the craziness and the hectic and I mean, like, you have two weeks, really, in the grocery business that makes up a majority of your income in the year, and that's found in the Christmas time. So maybe I'm just a little bit jaded, but finding peace on earth at this time of year, with all the busyness and kid activities and work, I really struggle to find peace. And maybe you do, too, whether it is business or work related or kid related or trying to see everybody and find gifts for people and, and trying to make ends meet at this time of year with the increase of of heating costs and electricity costs maybe maybe today we all need to be reminded of how we can find peace during a season that is anything but and we're going to be looking in to the book of Philippians today Where Paul gives us some tools in how we can find peace. And I find this interesting. I will just read the whole passage for you. This is from Philippians chapter 4. In verses 2 through 13. And what I find interesting is. To who this is written to. This is written to a couple of ladies. Presumably in the church. Who were having some kind of conflict. So that was the whole part of this point in Philippians is Paul's writing to two individuals who are having conflict. Probably most of us can relate. And especially in the Christmas holiday season where you're having to face maybe people that you only see once or twice a year. And the conflicts is just boiling inside of you. You don't want to see them. In fact, sometimes you even skip out on a few get-togethers because you don't want to see them. And so here we have Paul addressing these two ladies in some kind of conflict, though Paul doesn't focus on the conflict. He just encourages them how to find peace within the conflict between them and within themselves. So let's just read and then we'll unpack this together today. So verse 2 of Philippians chapter 4 says, I urge Iodia and I urge Syntyche. To agree in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true partners, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my coworkers, whose names are in the book of life. So Paul's like, help these two. <laughs> help them to agree, to get along. And then he says, rejoice in the Lord. Always, I say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything. Put in everything through prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's anything of moral excellence and if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen to me, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. You were in fact concerned about me but lack the opportunity to show it. I don't say this out of need for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know both how to make do with little and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content content whether well-fed or hungry whether in abundance or in need i am able to do all things through him who strengthens me so much here in this passage and i'm i'm going to attempt to do this in as little time as possible for you today but again this was written to two people who were having some kind of disagreement and paul begins by saying well first i want you to have unity at all costs unity and then he goes into how how do you do it by rejoicing this seems a little odd that he would address their need for peace within themselves by saying rejoice now let me ask you a question this is just a, a a thought for you to process today when you are praying with somebody, say a spouse or a child, and maybe you are going through some difficult times. When you are praying, what happens between you and that person? Usually if you are in a disagreement or it's heated, prayer brings peace between two individuals. And I believe Paul was on to something here. Not only through prayer do we find unity and peace, but through Praising God, rejoicing, focusing on the good. And then out of that comes peace. But then he transitions from peace between themselves, like focusing on the good and rejoicing in God, focusing on God, giving him the glory. And then he says, this is beautiful. He says in verse six, don't worry. Another way of saying, don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't be anxious, right? You are focusing on me, and now let's focus on how do you do that yourself? You and your person you're having struggles with, you just stop the argument, stop focusing on each other, focus on me, give me the glory, and now I want to focus on you. How do you get inner peace? So that even if that other person doesn't change doesn't uh, even though the prayer doesn't work and the refocusing back on god and giving him the glory maybe they still have issues with you well here's how you can handle any circumstance where there is things going on that you can't control where there's lack of peace and he says don't worry don't be anxious about it but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving." Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. How do you remove anxiety, worry, confusion, stress? You let God know. The first tool in getting yourself in a place of peace is to let God know what you're going through. Does he know? Absolutely, God already knows, right? Like we're not telling him something he doesn't know, right? And so I I know I get this all the time. Well, why do I need to pray to God? He already knows. Here's the deal. Here's a truth that you need to remember. Though God already knows, when we ourselves unlock that door of whatever is going on inside, that worry, that doubt, that frustration, that concern, when you let that out of inside of yourself, you're releasing it to the light. You're bringing it to the the reality of the world around you. You are proclaiming it not only to God who already knows but to everything that is around you in the spiritual realm and then, of course, in the natural realm if you are communicating that to those who you love. When you pronounce it, you are bringing it into the light. And we know that darkness cannot remain when there is light. Light extinguishes darkness. And when you admit your needs to God, when you bring them out into the light, God's peace will consume it. Right? What does it say? The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When you share your deepest concerns, your worries, your doubts, when you let him know, his peace comes over you. That's That's where God dwells, is in the light. When you bring that out, you invite his peace into your life. So that's the first step. Bring your needs, your concerns, your worries out into the light out into where God's presence dwells, and then listen to what Paul says next in verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there's anything, a moral excellence, and if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and a God of peace will be with you. Brought my concerns out to God. I've let Him know what's going on inside me. The next step is to start dwelling on the good. Whatever is good, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is of God, put your mind there. I can guarantee you today that if you dwell on the things that that are in the news, what's on social media, If you consume yourself and dwell on the things that you hear on the radio and you you consume in your your magazines or wherever you're getting your information, if you just dwell on that, your soul will be corrupted with anxiety and worry because that's what feeds the media. That's what gets them to, to get people to come back is that anxiety, that worry that heightens them up, that brings them back to What's, what else is out there? What else do I need to know? Am I con- should I be concerned about something else? And it feeds right back into that lack of peace that God promises to give. When we give our burdens to Him and we dwell on His goodness, we focus on Him. When we give the forces against us no room. In our mind, we have peace. When we say, I'm not not focusing on anxiety, things that stress me out, or the sorrow that I see all around in this world, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm aware. That doesn't mean that you have to stick your head in the sand and not be aware of what's going on around you. But I'm not going to dwell on those things. I'm going to dwell on God, whatever is true. We'll talk about what is true, what is right, what is pure, whatever is noble. In just a moment. But focus on the good. Focus on God. God's peace dwells in those things that are true, pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy. God of peace will be with you. And then Paul finishes this this thought of how to gain peace in your life with admitting that there are struggles. That there are things in this world that will try to drain you of your peace. But the final tool that I want to give you today after you've given God your concerns, your burdens, brought them into the light, when you've focused on the good around you and dwelt on things that God is, then we need to find contentment. The final tool, even in the darkest times, you can find contentment Peace with God through what he's given us. Listen to how Paul put it. In verse 10 he said, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. You were in fact concerned about me but lacked the opportunity to show it. Right? And so he was thanking them for their concern, for their help in giving him the, the resources he needed in prison. That's what, where Paul was writing this was from a Roman cell. And so he was thanking the Philippians. But then listen to how he said that when he lacked those resources, he lacked the help, he lacked the people, here's what he did. I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know both how to make do with little and how to make do with a lot. In any circumstance, I have learned that the secret of being content whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. He was able to find contentment. He found peace and joy, not in the things that he saw around him or what what he gained in this world, but through Jesus himself. Now, I find this rather difficult. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but there's so many expectations that I have. And Paul stopped having expectations in things in this world. How much money he had, right? Whether whether he got the promotion that he was expecting to get and and got that, that position that he'd always worked for, that he went to school for, that he'd worked at the company for all those years for. He didn't look at the friends that he should have had, right? I have all these expectations, and maybe you do too, of things that I was hoping for. The relationship with my spouse that I thought was going to be a certain way and it ended up not being the way I thought it would be. The the times where the ministry doesn't look anything like what I thought it would. When my friendships that I've had for all these years are gone whether they moved away or circumstances happened where they no longer want to be around. Maybe health isn't the way I thought I would be at this age. We have these expectations. I wanted to look a certain way, be a certain way, have bills paid for, have a 401k, and, and on it goes. And as a result... Our peace is diminished. We get discontent. We get bitter. We lose hope that things will ever be the way we envision them to be. Maybe the joy, the peace that Jesus brought over 2,000 years ago seems unrealistic. We read in the story that, that with God coming to earth, there was peace on earth, there was joy, there was hope. We don't feel it. Maybe that's where you're at today. You're like, what is this Jesus? He doesn't really do much for me. I mean, yes, he gives me hope of eternal life with him. But today, right now, I had all these hopes and dreams and aspirations. And none of them came to pass. In fact, I'm... I'm way worse than what I ever thought I would be and what anybody ever thought I would be. This is not where I wanted to be. And I want to first comfort you today and then challenge you. I want to first read verse 13 one more time from Philippians 4, where Paul says, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Notice Paul didn't say he found contentment and peace and joy in his own strength or in somebody else or his position or money. I hope you get this today. I really hope you understand that his peace was found. His hope was found. His joy was found. His his identity was found in Jesus alone, not in his family, not in the car, not in his vacations, not in his position, not in how good he looked, or how healthy he was, or how his relationships are. It was found in Jesus alone. He can do all things through Christ, in Christ alone. And so today, will you, will you let jesus know everything everything that is robbing you of peace and joy reflect spend the next few moments when we get done praying and just what is it that's re- removing joy and peace in my heart today right now what is it why am i not The person I once was, full of joy, full of hope, full of expectation, full of belief that God is good. What's robbed me of that? Circumstances do it because you have expectations that aren't met, and that's why we lack joy and hope. Somewhere along the line, our expectation was this, and it didn't happen. What was it? Why is it that you don't have that belief anymore? That hope, that expectation, that that anticipation that God is going to do it. What's 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 removed that from you in your life? Now reflect. And I listed off a bunch for you earlier. Reflect, and then secondly, I want to challenge you to realign those expectations. Realign them with what God says. Earlier, I mentioned that. He he has placed over you promises. That is where your hope is. That is where your contentment is found. That is where your joy, your peace, your hope, your expectation, your anticipation. Here it is, friends. Listen to these. You are his child. You are his child. Do you find joy in that? Do you find hope? He's never going to leave you. He'll be with you always. He'll provide for you. He'll empower you. He'll give you wisdom. Give you strength. And he will give you victory. So will you spend the next few moments when I get done praying? Will you ask God, where are my expectations? Why am I feeling this lack? Realign them with him today. Let him speak to you. Now open it up. Bring to light those things that are inside, that are holding you back. Be honest with him. Tell him, I was expecting this and I never got it, and maybe you're embarrassed by it, but just let him know. Bring it to the light. If you don't bring things to the light, the peace will not come. That's exactly what Paul says right away peace of God will come. It transcends all understanding. It will guard your hearts and your mind, but you've got you to gotta let Him know. And then you got to start dwelling on the good things. Get rid of that garbage that continuously cycles in your mind. Shut off the computer. Shut off your phone. Shut off your, your radio. Whatever it is that's, that's depleting the joy inside and focus on whatever's true, noble, right, pure, excellent, praiseworthy. contentment in who Jesus says you are. You're his child. He'll care for you. He'll love you. He'll be with you. And so, Father, right now I pray in the name of Jesus that you will fill every person with your presence, your hope, your joy, your peace. At this Christmas season, they will experience the greatest gift ever given. That is your presence. God, fill them. Help them to believe again and trust. Trust that you are for them. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I encourage you if you have any questions or concerns, go to nexuschurchmn.com. You can find all of our information there, or you can direct message us on Facebook or on Instagram. And I hope to see you again real soon.